0: Welcome back to the official The Last of Us podcast. I'm Christian Spicer. Now look, before we dive into The Last of Us part two, we are taking this opportunity to talk with some celeb Last of Us fans in these shorter episodes, which we're calling Artifacts. Today, I'm talking with screenwriter and director Nia DaCosta. She co-wrote and directed the upcoming Candyman feature film and is a big fan of the horror genre. Let's get to it.
1: My name is Nia DeCosta, and I came across the game years ago when it first came out, actually. But I had sort of um, gotten rid of all my consoles because they took up so much of my life, and I was trying to uh, <laughs> get work done. And so it was one of those games that I was like, oh, maybe this will make me buy a PS4 again. I was like, this is the perfect time to get a PlayStation again. And The Last of Us was the first game on my list. That's how I how I uh, came to to
0: play it finally. Um, what was that experience like for you? I'd love to kind of get the, what kind of those raw emotions were for you as you experienced the game?
1: Well, first and foremost, the game stressed me out. Um, (laughs) it was like, my roommates would come into the living room and I like, my hands would be shaking and my heart's like pumping. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to kill a bloater. And they're like, I don't know what you're saying, but cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, um, it was, I mean, I'd always heard that the story was really great. And as a storyteller myself, that's always really compelling to me. Those are the kind of games I, I play. I play RPGs because I just like investing in characters and in the story. Um, and from the first, like, the, from the prologue of the of the game, I'm like, oh, this is, this is for real. This is a real story that they're trying to tell here. And, and this is a journey that I'm going to go on um, with these characters. And in a way, it was sort of like the best, purest sort of RPG experience where you're You're inside of a story, and you get to live it with the characters as well. It was like being inside of a TV show, almost, if that makes sense, or inside of a movie. It was so character-driven, but also the gameplay was so realistic that it felt like I was actually inside of it.
0: (laughs) As someone who has um, put their characters in the stories that you tell through some difficult, uh, perhaps understatement of the year, uh, perhaps some difficult choices (laughs) and experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, as through your perspective as a storyteller and a creator, what you thought about the um, emotional toll that Naughty Dog put Joel and Ellie through over the course of the game.
1: I really loved it. I, I mean, there was a moment where I realized... I mean, the beginning, the prologue, I'm like, oh, this is not just your average game. But then following the characters and seeing the world and how um, how expansive the world was and how the world expanded through character, as opposed to just like, go to this city on the hill. You know, it was like, oh, your brother's there. Or it's, you know, you're meeting the 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 head of the hunters, you know, three quarters of the way through the game. And you're like, oh, all those people you killed that, like, actually mean something for the story, you know. Um, those moments for me were really exciting because, I mean, it just makes you invest more. And it made me realize um, how much I actually cared about the characters as well because as, as I'm going through all these things and as I'm, like, walking away from Tommy and his, like, his community, I'm like, oh, no, maybe they should just stay, <laughs> you know. Or as Ellie's trying to get away from that, like, weird pedophile fucking guy, you know, I'm... I'm like rooting for her, even though I'm also like playing her, you know. So it's, um, I don't know. I was really excited, and it, and it teaches me a lot as a storyteller as well because they always say like don't be too nice to your characters, and I think um, this this game does a really good job of uh, <laughs> of adhering to that.
0: Yeah, no one comes out of it uh, smelling like roses, do they? It <laughs> no, yo, that ending
1: when he's like, "I promise you, what I said was true." I was just like, "Are you? Is this?" oh, that's the end? Oh, okay. You know, like I was definitely not, you're expecting, I think you expect a certain amount of simplicity when it comes to, just to games, it's because that's the way people think about games. So like you think like it's going to be black and white, it's going to be a clarity to the storytelling, to the characters, but it's not black and white, it's gray and, and they feel really real um, in a way that's like you would think before you play a game like this unnecessary, but is actually absolutely necessary.
0: The game has been described as as kind of a, a love story or, or centered on the idea of love. Um, and I'd love your reaction to the end of the game through that perspective of this is a story about love or finding love and kind of how the end either reinforces that mm. or challenges it.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's like the redemptive power of love is sort of the core of the story. Um, it's, it's a pretty simple story. You know, it's, it's a guy who lost his daughter, and then he gets a chance to, to believe in humanity and in love and in family again through, you know, a girl who's about the same age as his daughter was when she died. Um, but the characters are super complex, and, and that makes it really exciting to, to follow along. And so the ending where... Again, you kind of assume like, okay, cool, we got to the fireflies. And then it's like, oh, no, they want to literally kill her <laughs> to get her, her fungus um, from her brain. You're just like, oh, no, how are we going to end this? How are we going to make this right? Because you're just still searching for the happy ending. And then because, yes, it's a simple story, but the, the characters are complicated and, and complex and interesting. You know, it goes in places that maybe you weren't expecting. I certainly wasn't expecting and I think for me, the fact that the, the game ends on this coda of Joel lying to uh, Ellie to protect her, even though that's not probably not the, the, the right choice, it, it felt so real and so human. And, and, it, and it's like, I thought, a perfect end to his character's journey.
0: Would you have made the same decision?
1: Oof. I mean, you kind of have to go back, actually, to the question of like, would I have let the Fireflies operate on her? Because I think that's where, I think that's the first big decision that, uh, you know, a, a person has to make. Um And what I really liked about the game, it's like when you, you're going through and collecting all those recorders and you get Marlene's point of view on her journey, how she got to that decision, which I th- thought was really great. And such a nice little extra, again, like does not need to be there, but it's important because Marlene is a character that we've met and we also sort of care about, you know. And her relationship to Ellie is important because that informs how she makes the decision that she eventually makes as well. But for me, I, I kind of was thinking, I was like, man, this is a hard choice. And I know Joel's going to make the choice he makes because of his history, his relationship to, to fatherhood, to, to caring for someone and feeling like they failed um, when it really mattered. Um, but for me, I was like, oh, that is a tough decision. That's, you know, uh, that's one person for, for humanity. Um, but then at the same time, you kind of have to have faith that the way through is not through killing a child, but through finding other people and having someone actually volunteer for, <laughs> for for this as opposed to you know just killing them against their will. But um, so that's the first choice. I think I'd be like, oh, I don't know what I do. But in terms of the end, when he has to lie to her, I I'd probably tell her the truth. I wouldn't have lied to her in the first place. Actually, when we're in the car, I would have just told her in the car.
0: Yeah, it's ho- it, it's hard because. And this is not an o- official naughty dog theory that I'm floating, just thoughts in this conversation. <laughs> um, is love what damns humanity?
1: Hmm. Well, I would say like love is the only like this is the point, really. It's the only reason. Um, it's the only reason. If there isn't love, if those decisions aren't hard, or if 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 there's not that core, then then what is the humanity that we're saving? You know, if, if what, it, what we're willing to sacrifice kind of tells us what we're, what we're even fighting for.
0: Yeah, I, I'm curious for you as, you know, growing up and we've all been children before and we've all had different relationships with parent, parents and parental figures, mm-hmm. but kind of how that parent-child relationship um, impacted you as you played it or, or what you saw and what kind of pulled you in or kind of pushed you away?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. I mean, I have a really complicated relationship with my father, <laughs> so like I definitely know what it's like to have a uh, an imperfect or a complicated or just unique uh, way of relating to to the person who's supposed to take care of you or to to, to your child. Um, but in the context of Joel and Ellie, I feel like having someone who does love you unconditionally. Like, finding that in each other, um, I think that really just made me think of my mother and, and our relationship, because that's what that is. And um, and the fact that they build that over—through their trauma, through being um, alienated and alone, and and through their regrets and losing people the way Ellie and Joel have. Um, yeah, it really made me think about those really positive parental experiences and, and relationships that I have. Yeah, it's, it's a— I mean, it's fucking intense. It's like an emotional ride.
0: (laughs) Yeah, were there any moments in that relationship for the two characters that stuck out for you as, like, moments of levity and joy and moments that kind of let you have that break from the intensity that you remember?
1: Oh, yeah, I love, you know, her trying to whistle, which is hilarious, and then learning to whistle, you know, eventually. I thought that was nice. Um... I like that whenever, like eventually as you go through the game, the more comic books he picks up, Joel picks up, you know, he kind of comments on, oh yeah, here's another one of those comic books you like. Ellie, I think I found another one of them comics you've been reading. You find them starting to, to, uh you, you kind of watch them start to love each other as family. Um, so moments like that, they're so small, just those little interstitials, you know, like whether it's like, the fifth time she has to get onto a a pallet to move across the water, and she's like, all right, yep, I know how it goes. You know, like, they get into a rhythm the way people do, and I thought those moments are really nice.
0: I feel like I would be doing a disservice to the audience here if I didn't get your take on this game's approach to horror, and, Mm. and what it meant to you, and kind of the scenes that maybe you thought were scariest, and then how the game also balances uh horror with levity where it can't be scare 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 all the time but needs to let the player rest and kind of what those moments were for you
1: oh man um so one thing i loved overall is i love that you have kind of like three different types of people that you uh that aren't that antagonize you you know the the zombie is the um the the hunters and the like, the government, basically, <laughs> like, and, like, the police. Um, and then I guess also the fireflies, but they kind of go into, like, the, the kind of government sort of realm for me. But um, I thought that was really smart, and I thought that when it comes to horror, like, that human element is always so exciting to see because I think it's important to recognize the inhumanity that we already live with in ourselves and not just caused by a fungus or a virus. But the scariest parts of the game for me... Were definitely when I had to kill a bunch of undead. I am very much a sneaky kind of player when it comes to RPGs. So this, I love this game because you could actually sneak around and like silently kill uh, <laughs> kill things. Um, oh my god! Okay, that whole section Henry, Sam, Elaine, Joel, and like the the sewers was definitely the scariest for me. I think because. I think that's when I first, like, kind of mastered my sneaking. But before I did, it was very hard to get through that. And I was just like, I don't want to be in this dark, creepy place anymore. I'm just really terrified. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't get around that fucking clicker. What am I going to do? And then when, when Henry and Sam meet their end, that was kind of, like, one of the saddest, scariest moments of the, the whole game.
0: That's my fucking brother! <laughs> <laughs> Screw it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit! Ellie? Ellie, are you all right? Uh, oh my god. Sam? Oh, no. Sam? Henry? Ellie, stay there. Henry?
0: What have you done?
1: I'm gonna get that gun from you, OK? Sam. Oh, OK, OK, easy. This is it your fault. This is nobody's fault, Henry.
0: It's all your fault.
1: Henry? Henry, no.
0: Oh my god. Were there any moments of of levity that you recall that kind of helped break that up? It's like such small
1: stuff like inside of the characterizations and I think that's like the real like triumph is like the characters being so so recognizable, so real and believable like the fact that Henry and Sam like leave them which makes perfect sense and then when they find them again they're like it's fine like we knew you'd make it (laughs) haha lol right right like that kind of stuff to me is always really great because yes it's like funny and like you have a moment of like oh these are like real people but then you also just like you really just still feel like you're 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 inside of something that could actually be happening and so when you when the horror comes you're like oh my god this is it feels more real the horror when, when it comes because you feel like these characters are real
0: What's your approach as a storyteller to that of, like, mm. balancing scares? It doesn't need to be straight horror either, certainly, but tension or, or drama um, and, and then kind of giving people room to breathe. Well, I think the, the like, such a huge component to horror is, is tension.
1: And what's successful about a game like this is, um, in particular, like, going through the sewers with Henry is... The tension part of horror, which is, like, all the, like, oh, my God, are they going to get caught? Are they going to get caught? Are they going to get caught? That's g- the gameplay. And, like, the horror moments are either in the cut scenes and you have no control or you, you've gotten caught by a clicker and he's ripping your face open. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's how the best horror operates. It's, like, you're with these characters. They're moving through a space. They're, like, trying to achieve something. They're trying to get at something and trying to save someone. And you're, like, oh, my God, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? And that's, like, the scariest part. And then they do or they don't. And then that's when you know, the floodgates like open, either you're like, oh, relieved because they made it. Or you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't watch this. They're dying. They're dying. They're dying. You know? And I think that is, um, is, is what's so exciting about this game. Um, and for me as a, as a, as a storyteller and as someone who just made a horror movie, it's like, that's kind that's, it's a similar thing. You have these characters who are really complex. You try to keep the story as simple as possible. You have a, have an arc where you watch this character and you care about this character going through this, these awful things they're going through. And then there are moments where you want them to succeed at something and, and they have to put themselves in a really awful situation to get there. And they succeed or they fail. It's just like complex characters, people you love, definitely need levity because it can't just all be somber and sad all the time. <laughs> and then real moments of like tension.
0: I want to go back to the beginning a a little bit because I think that does such a good job of setting this up and setting up this tension. And when we meet Joel, at first, he's a father, um, stressed about his construction job or or whatnot, and that quickly changes. Then it's quickly uh, protecting his family, his his daughter, and getting out of town with his brother. That quickly changes. And then we jump to 20 years later, and Joel is a a smuggler, or who he is. Oh, my
1: goodness. So... When, when the game starts and you're playing as Joel's daughter, already I'm like, oh god, I'm scared. <laughs> it's like, oh no, this is not gonna go well. Um, and then for Joel, it's like you, you're immediately kind of like, oh, I I understand you, man. Like I get you, and I, and as soon as you you get to the main mission of like you meet Ellie and you want to you have to get her across the country, it's like, oh yeah, I. I absolutely understand how this is going to be hard, how this is going to be restorative in ways. Um, and I'm really excited for the journey. So those moments for me really were just like, oh, shit, like this is not going to be like some basic bitch shit. Like <laughs> 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 This is like really exciting. So I don't know. I mean, it was such a that beginning, especially is like this the perfect combination of like story, character, horror. Um it's just a great setup. It was really, really exciting. And then the fact that Tommy's not there 20 years later, it's like already you're like, oh wait, but where's where's his brother? And you have this mystery and you're curious. And yeah, it's just really exciting.
0: I'm curious if there are any other moments um, that were impactful for you or that you think kind of helped cement the game in its place in, in your mind or something that we haven't talked about that you want to be sure that we hit.
1: Um, When it turns out that that guy that Ellie's with is like the head of the Hunters or he's connected to all those people from the the towns you've just been hitting.
0: A few weeks back, I sent a group of men out in a nearby town to look for food. Only a few came back. They said that the others had been uh, slaughtered by a crazy man. Get this—he's crazy man traveling. A little girl.
1: That to me was really exciting because it I just it, it it automatically made him into like a real character, and not just like. An NPC in a game you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you're like oh this is this is a fucking person who gives a shit and now when it turns out he's a pedophile I was like oh my god (laughs) so it's fine if I kill this person um and it's fine that I killed all those other people because they're trash um (laughs) but um but actually connected to that like that the sequence where Ellie has to um like stab like sneak up on him three times and stab him and or whatever um that whole section I love because I, I love when a game just, like, kind of tell, you know, you learn how to play it. You're like, cool, 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 cool. like, sneak, listening, great, great, like, update my my shit, like, get some gears, like, whatever. But when it breaks out into those those sequences where you have to do something a little different, but you're still using the skills that you have, like, I, I love that stuff. Um, I love a boss fight that doesn't feel like a boss fight. It just feels like another chapter in a story. I think overall, the biggest thing I loved about the game is how the world expanded um, through character, so you, you finally meet up with Tommy again and you see that like humanity, there's like a good side of humanity that's like fighting away. Yeah, and then just that, that end, that like emotional gut punch at the end. It was so great. There's just like, yeah, it was like finishing a really good book. It was just great.
0: Next time on the official The Last of Us podcast, we'll be diving in to The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, you heard me. Strap in. I think women, especially women who've grown up in violent worlds, like can be or can have just as violent impulses as as men and can be traumatized by that violence. It is universal in a way. The official The Last of Us podcast is produced by PlayStation and Spoke Media. It's hosted by me, Christian Spicer, and written by Brigham Mosley. Thanks again to Nia DaCosta for joining me on today's episode. Our Sony PlayStation team includes Charlie Yater, Christian Cardona, and Carrie Surtees. Our Naughty Dog team includes Arnie Meyer and Scott Lowe. Our production team is Carson McCain, Kelly Kolf, Trey Jones, Reyes Mendoza, and Alicia Force. This episode was mixed by Evan Arnett, who contributed additional sound design and music. Executive producers are Aliyah Tabakolian and Keith Reynolds. Thanks for listening.